It's the Real Estate Podcast, across every state, city and town of Australia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio and also Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's a Thursday, the 7th of July for 2022. Coming up in just a moment, Scott O'Neill is back talking commercial property and also looking at the RBA cash rate rise and what is happening specifically around that in the commercial world of buying property. If you're celebrating your birthday today for the 7th, well, you're in pretty good company. Jeffrey Rush, probably best known for Shakespeare in Love and The King's Speech, he was born on this day in Toowoomba in Queensland. I didn't know that. He's turning 71. Oh, and Ringo Starr, he's a birthday boy and he's turning 81 years young today. Happy birthday, Ringo. Grab your coffee and switch on your real estate breakfast every weekday morning from 6.30. It's the Main Centre Forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. All right, let's have a look at your weather around Australia. First, we go to Sydney, expecting more of the wet stuff, more rain around today with a high of 18 degrees. Melbourne, one or two showers developing with 14. Brisbane, blue sunny skies. That's the pick today. 23 is your forecast high. And in Perth, cloudy but dry and 19 degrees. Don't forget about the Hunter Valley prize package that we are giving away to one lucky person person time is running out to enter you only have yes until saturday to get your entry form in and amy is here with some more details the competition is now open you can enter the hunter valley prize giveaway remember you need seven secret words if you are not a breakfast club member yet you can put in the header new breakfast club member and please include your phone number We need to be able to contact you if you win. You can email us at myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. Entries close on the 10th of July. Good luck. From first home buyers to property investors and everything in between. Every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Let's Talk Commercial, a podcast series with Scott O'Neill. Well, another cash rate rise by 50 basis points to 1.35% by the RBA on Tuesday. It also increased the interest rate on the exchange settlement balances by 50 basis points also to 1.25%. Now, we're expecting this, but it doesn't make it any easier to swallow, particularly for first-home buyers, especially who have borrowed very heavy to acquire that first home. In the commercial property space, some people have decided to cash out of some of their residential portfolios if they've got a big enough one to move into the commercial sector. Let's welcome in Scott O'Neill because it is a Thursday from Rethink Investing and good morning Scott, welcome back. Good morning Craig, good to be back. You are coming to us this morning from Greece, what are you doing there? Uh, well, back in 2019, we bought a house in Greece. My wife's half Greek, so she grew up on an island over there. So we decided to buy a house. And yeah, we normally spend about three months a year on average over here. So we, we want to you know, at least enjoy a bit of time off while we can. And this is a way of doing it. How does the tourism side of it feel right now in terms of, because, you know, Greece is such a hotspot for tourism. What's the vibe like at the moment? I think you've been there for, what, nearly two weeks? 
Yeah, yeah, and I've never seen it busier. So uh, there's obviously some pent-up demand from tourists uh, that haven't been able to travel for a few years. Things are looking good in Europe. That's just a sign of people wanting to travel after being locked up for so long, no doubt. Oh, sounds good. Okay, well, as mentioned, another cash rate rise by 50 basis points to 1.35% on Tuesday. It's expected, but it's still a shock for a lot of people. And I thought that it's probably worthwhile and timely just to look at how bank loan increases will affect the commercial sector. Yeah, good question, Craig. There's, um, like you said, there's nothing really surprising with what's happening other than it's happening a bit quicker and harder than we thought. So initially the predictions were they're going to go up, say, 0.25% over many months. So that could be spread over 6, 12, maybe even 18 months. But it looks like they're going hard and early, which is obviously reflecting a similar pattern in other parts of the world. So the US is is the one we all know about. They're going pretty hard. Uh, From a commercial point of view, this isn't a surprise, but how it is affecting the market is the lower yielding assets, one, say, sub 6% or even sub 5%, they're not as attractive as, as they were, say, 12 months ago, just because the cost of lending's up. But your higher yielding assets, um, they're looking very, very good at the moment. And there's actually more people flowing into the space from residential is the main one. The residential markets are looking less attractive by a mile compared to commercial at the moment, just because you don't, you're not going to be getting the returns. You're negatively geared already. Commercial, you're still positively geared. You're just not as positively geared. The key point is... People have cash deposits waiting to invest. They want to still deploy it into some asset class. And the lack of a better option commercially is just still a bit of a default move at the moment. So we're seeing through our doors at Rethink Investing, um, yeah, still some of our busiest of all time months. You know, last month we completed 75 million in transactions. Our average is normally about 50. And then that's just because the market's still looking to invest. And I think this morning we're going to have a look at a case study. So what are you throwing up for the listener this morning to have a listen to as far as some of the aspects of this case study is concerned? Yeah, so Craig, I thought I'd run through recent deals that we've done for clients just to show you the numbers and, and sort of what's what's out there in the market. So one we did in Townsville. This is an off-market transaction, which is 70% of what we do is off-market. So we don't buy the major websites. We just buy direct from owners, fund managers, or, or agents who have an off-market listing. So this one in Townsville, um, high-level numbers, $1.7 million purchase. It was a 7.45% net return. So what that translates, that means they're collecting 126,000 net return. That's after outgoings. So the outgoings were about 42,000. So the the return on it was really 170,000, but we've taken outgoings out. So you're left with 126. The mortgage on this was about 42,000. So that means the client who purchased this $1.7 million purchase is going to clear 85 grand income per year, passive income. You know, that's the average wage of Australia. Now, they needed to put 600 grand cash down as a deposit, but if you have 600,000, you can basically clear the average income earner. Now, the deal, what it looked like was it's four tenants. It had a a beauty therapist, uh, a well-known branded tenant, had a florist in there, and a couple of office tenants. So four tenants, um, all long-term tenants. And yeah, that, that means you've got four different incomes. That reduces the risk. 800 square metres of building area and 1,000 square metres of freehold land. So 
first time the property had came, come onto the market in 24 years. And that's just what we like, like, look for, sort of a good all-round deal. There's some upside in the rents. I think there'll be really good capital growth on it as well, just because the Townsville market is, is rapidly contracting in terms of its vacancies. They're not building much up there because you're buying below replacement costs in most most cases as well. So yeah, good all around deal. Someone was buying 1.7 mil. That's that's the type of deal we'd look for. And Scott, from the time that you sat down with the investor to the time that you bought this for the investor, what sort of timeline, just to give the audience a, a sense of just how long this is taking? Yeah, good question again, Craig. That I was probably around the four-month period. So there is still a shortage of supply of these types of assets. So, you know, it can be anywhere from one to six months of waiting periods, depending on the budget of the client. So the higher the budget, the more options they'll see. But when we present a property to a client, we only show that property to one client. So we're not sending it to 20 different others because 10 might want that property. So that doesn't make any sense. So it really is stock dependent. But yeah, in this case, it was about four months. I think the client looked over three other properties prior to accepting this one. And then we do a due diligence report for the client. If it all goes well, they can go unconditional on the contract and settle on it once their bank has the funds ready to clear. And Scott, let's have a look at another case study. You've got a high asset commercial property that you purchased. Yeah, so this was for one of our high net worth clients. It settled last month, so a few days ago. It was a, a shopping centre essentially. It had 17 tenancies in Brisbane. The return on it was 6.42 net return and it was a $23 million purchase price. Interestingly, we were getting support from valuers at around $26 million. So I think we had about a $3 million benefit on, on the purchase price. So high-level numbers, the building area was 3,400 square metres, land 9,400. It was on a, a major highway in Brisbane, but it was a modern centre built in 2007. So it was one owner. We bought direct from a fund manager who constructed the building as well. While we liked the deal, 17 tenants, they had a the likes of a chemist warehouse, coffee club, most of it was medical or food-based, so essential service, and it went extremely well through COVID. Even in the lockdown days, this, this property was still producing its full income. So that security is what a lot of these high net worth individuals look for. Yeah, look, it's, it's just an example of uh, like an end game property. Like if you can acquire one of these, yeah, you'll essentially never have to work again when you're probably the next few generations after you wouldn't either because it was producing a net income of $1.4 million. And that's after all outgoings, including management, maintenance, land tax, everything's taken out of that. And um, yeah, there'd be very good capital growth for an asset like that as well. All right, sounds good, Scott. So we'll let you get back to the sunshine in Greece and we'll look forward to chatting in a couple of weeks' time. Sounds great. Thanks again, Craig. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia, the Real Estate Podcast.